Hey y'all, before we begin, I want to make sure you know about my live parent workshops. One Friday a month, I host a live virtual parent workshop on topics related to raising neurodivergent kids and teens. We cover topics like how to talk to your child about their diagnosis, how to support negative self-talk, and navigating school for your child. You can register for workshops one at a time, or you can become an all-access subscriber on Substack for instant access to all the workshops and replays. To browse the workshop library and subscribe, go to learnwithdremily.substack.com and click Parent Workshops. Hey y'all, before we begin, if you're a school administrator who loves watching your teachers and students thrive, but you feel your staff needs more training to meet the needs of such a diverse group of learners, I am here for you. I am now offering professional development for pre-K through 8th grade educators, both in-person and virtually. For more information about pricing and scheduling, go to learnwithdremily.com schools to get started. Welcome to Learn with Dr. Emily, the podcast where parents and teachers come together for neurodivergent youth. I'm your host, Dr. Emily King, child psychologist and former school psychologist, and I am on a mission to help everyone understand that nurturing neurodivergent children isn't about changing them, but about changing us. Each week, I share my thoughts on topics related to child development, mental health, parenting, education, and parent-teacher collaboration. You can read more on my Substack at learnwithdremily.substack.com or listen here. So let's get started with today's topic. Hey y'all, today I am here for somewhat of a repeat because I do this same topic twice a year. This episode today is gonna be all about how to reboot your family's schedule. And I recommend doing this at the beginning of the calendar year after the holiday break and also at the beginning of the school year. Now, some of you are already into the school year if your child goes to year-round school, but it's never too late. You can reboot your family's schedule and mindset over a weekend if you need to. Um, So I want you to start thinking about the things that worked this summer and the things that did not work this summer. And I'm gonna walk you through a few parameters for getting organized, Um, thinking about schedules and thinking about why schedules are so important. I want you to focus on more connection and lower stress. I will be the first to tell you to lower demands where you can to increase connection and think about going into the new school year with things that make your child joyful, that make you joyful And I don't want you to have a schedule that has no time for you. I want you to make sure you are getting what you need in the week. Um, This is tricky if you are in a time of crisis with your child and are not able to have childcare outside the family to care for them. I have been there. I understand those moments. It does get better. Children do make progress, and we do sometimes find that unicorn of a caregiver that helps us be able to take a break. But even before we need a break, I want us to back it all the way up to what are the reasons that we are so overwhelmed? Are we overscheduling? Um, are we, as I said in last um, a few weeks ago in the podcast, are we doing too many therapies? Are we trying to do too many things to help our kids make progress and then ironically stalling their progress because they're overwhelmed? So 
If you're curious about my thoughts on too many therapies, go back and listen to that episode from a few weeks ago. So I want you to start with thinking through with your parenting partner. It could be your spouse. It could be a family friend. If you're a single parent, um, you could be co-parenting. I want you to have another person to bounce these ideas off of. It could be a friend of yours. So think through some of these ideas with someone who can help you be objective because sometimes we get really clouded in our emotions of like, I got to do this or this is really important. And we really need to think about how much our kids are sleeping, how much they are eating, how much they are moving, how much they are learning and um, how much we are connecting and playing because sometimes less is enough. Okay, so step one in this plan to reboot your family schedule is what I call the parent meeting. So get together with your parenting partner, whoever that is, and discuss what has been working, what worked in the spring, what worked over the summer. There could be some differences that you noticed. What did not work? What did not work last fall? Think back to when you went back to school last fall. Did you jump into the school year without prepping your child enough? Did you do too many things um, and overextended yourself? So what worked? What didn't work? When your needs are not met, it's hard to have energy reserves left over for your parenting. So if you are single parenting, talk it through with a friend, like I said, or your therapist um, to get some objective feedback on this stuff and make some positive changes. So the logistics of the parent meeting are to think about this like a business plan, but the family is your business. So it's a family plan. So families are systems, like all systems, and they work best when members are using their skills to do what they do best. And so think about asking for what you need and when you need it. And so bounce these ideas off of your spouse or your parenting partner. If we don't have these conversations, one parent might end up doing all of the logistical work in the family, which can create tension and resentment. So list out all the details of who does what and talk openly about what is working and what's not working, what is leaving you feeling overwhelmed and what is leaving your spouse or your parenting partner feeling overwhelmed and talk about how things can be changed. So here are a few questions just to check off your list. Who's doing the carpool? Who's doing the grocery shopping? Who's doing the cooking? Who's doing the laundry? Who's working late? Which nights and which parent is at home during those nights? Who is scheduling appointments for kids? Who is taking children to therapy, music lessons, sports practice? How is this system communicated? Is it just rogue texts during the day or is it a shared calendar? So my kids these days are 10 and 15 years old. So this is not my first rodeo. And my husband and I both work full time. So I think that we we have somewhat crafted a system that works for us. Every family is different. Um, For us, we share cooking, we share working from home, so there is always a parent at home. Um, My boys are getting older, so they are doing some of these tasks at home, including things like laundry and chores. So I want you to strive to create a system where parents can come in and out of the plan. So like one of you goes out with friends one night or one of you is on a business trip and the child's routine is not that significantly disrupted. The goal for the kids during this family meeting is to talk about what you're proud of in front of them and t- 
talk about your children and what you hope they will accomplish this year. Ask them what they hope they will accomplish this year. We all have different perspectives, and it's helpful to talk about your with your parenting partner as well as with your kids the expectations so everybody can get on the same page regarding supports and needs for therapies, but also emotional needs. Like maybe your kid needs downtime after school before they dive into homework. Maybe we learned that lesson last year, or maybe your kid needs to go straight to the public library after school to get homework done. Cause once they're home, their brain is shut off from all the academic work. These are just little things you'll learn about your kid over time. So perhaps one of your children is ready to participate in more of the family system. Like I was mentioning with my boys, And you can add some helpful jobs to their to-do list. So when you're thinking about this parent meeting, think about meeting first, just parents, then meeting as a family. And you want to have a game plan together and then incorporate your kids' ideas. You want to create a list, too, of family values. So why is it important to your family to have a schedule, to have a plan? What are your goals for this school year? How do you connect with others on these values. So do you want to connect more this year? Do you want to go on a trip this year? Do you want to save money this year? So what are some of the things you can talk together about to spend either more time together or be more present in the evenings or weekends with each other? These moments of connection are the ones that your kids will remember. I want to say hi to all the teachers out there learning with me. Thank you so much for being an educator. I see you and appreciate you and how you keep showing up for our students every single day. In my work as a school psychologist, I know that it helps to have a way to stay organized when thinking about your students' needs. That's why I created two free resources for you. The regulation roster helps you notice how your students seek emotional regulation and keep track of it. And the reframing behavior worksheet helps you problem solve emotional dysregulation when it happens. For these free downloads, go to learnwithdremily.com slash roster or learnwithdremily.com slash reframing behavior to get started. I want to welcome any parents who are new to this journey. If your child has just been identified as autistic or diagnosed with ADHD, learning differences, or is twice exceptional, welcome. You are in the right place. You may also be overwhelmed by all the calls and emails you're having to make to providers as you're building your child's team. That's why I created the Referral Tracker, which is a free download at learnwithdremily.com tracker. This free resource explains what each provider does and gives you a template to keep track of all your research. Just go to learnwithdremily.com tracker to get started. Okay, so step two is the actual family meeting. So when you are talking with your kids together, so many children are able to begin participating in a family meeting really in early elementary school, but this will vary. So does your child have the attention span to sit and listen and talk through things in this family meeting? Are they interested in sharing their opinion and problem-solving plans? If your child is reading, using a whiteboard to list out goals can be helpful to keep everyone focused. Um, If you don't think your child's ready to be involved in this family meeting, just skip this step and include it in a year or two when you think they might be engaged in this discussion. When your child is ready, so schedule a time over that first weekend, maybe sometime in August or a few weeks before school begins, to talk through 
what everyone is proud of from the previous year, thinking back to the previous school day mornings and were they stressful? Were they hectic? Did it work well? Did it not work well? Take turns talking about it and problem solving. It's incredibly powerful to hear parents talk about problems that they solved and hear parents feel proud of their kids, especially in front of siblings. So give them an opportunity to be proud of each other. Parents can then lead that discussion on goals based on your values and ideas from a parent meeting. So did children and parents get enough sleep last year? Do you want to focus on better sleep hygiene? What does bedtime look like? Do we need a visual schedule for bedtime? Visual schedules are not just for non-speaking children. They are really for everyone with any sort of executive functioning weaknesses. So do children need to work on being kinder to each other? Or do they? Do we want to implement some sort of kindness challenge? These are just ideas different families have used over the year. What did cooking and exercise look like last year? What did the morning and bedtime routines look like? All of these things will lead to step three, which is establishing new family routines. So any problem area or identified weakness you have identified in step two or step one, if your children are really young and you skip the family meeting, you can now figure out what goal this is for improvement for your family. So Your kids may have personal goals, and then you may have goals for yourself, but your family can have goals too. So children may have specific goals like learning to ride a bike or learning to tie their shoes, but when are they going to work on these? So I think this is one of the hangups many of us fall into is that we're like, these are all great ideas, and then we get rushed in the morning. We have to build in structure to work on these. So if you're going to be working on brushing teeth by yourself or tying shoes by yourself. If it's within a routine, I always suggest working on it first on the weekend. Of course, you're not only going to brush your teeth on the weekends. You're just going to do it by yourself on the weekend and then have support during the week. Anything that is going to need to be done relatively quickly, we would still need to have support on. And then anything that kids are working on on their own, you will feel less stressed if you have plenty of time to give your child to work on that thing. Also, will your child be able to reach these goals on their own or will you need to plan to be present to offer support? So talk about the supports that they might need like timers or visual schedules or checklists and making these ahead of time. As you can imagine, many neurodivergent kids I work with also have neurodivergent parents and so many parents with ADHD, have already established strategies that work for them. And so openly explaining strategies that work for you can be really powerful for your kids. So you want to talk to your child's therapy team when you're thinking about goals too, because you want to make sure that these goals are attainable for them. And if there's something that they're really struggling with, it could be a skill weakness. So double checking with your child's therapist on things like Do you think they could do a three-step direction? Or do you think they have the fine motor skills to tie their shoes? And your child's therapist will have an opinion on this. There's often a mindset shift that happens when we start thinking about the new year. It just is a fresh start. It's one of my favorite times of year. And each new school year, it just feels so good to think about the possibility, the opportunity, Children are always developing new skills, even if some skills emerge at a slower pace or we don't know when they're going to emerge. I have 
always watch kids grow just at their own pace. So as parents, we are here to guide and support our kids as they figure out who they're becoming and what they're capable of in this world. So here's to a new school year. Um, I will be back soon with some more information about parent-teacher collaboration as we begin to merge our ideas and support our kids across home and school settings. And I hope you all have an awesome, connected, and joyful back-to-school season. This has been Learn with Dr. Emily, the podcast. For more resources, including both parent, teacher, and school resources, visit learnwithdremily.com or read my substack at learnwithdremily.substack.com. Also, we are publishing this podcast weekly, so make sure you're subscribed by pressing the plus, follow, or subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're using right now. This podcast is edited by EarFluence. All information discussed on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have immediate concerns about your child, please reach out to a mental health or medical professional. I'm Dr. Emily King, and we will keep learning together next week.